Just leave it. That's good. No, I can't. I love this start. Everyone, hold Welcome back to what have you. I have to put this on airplane mode or else it's going to be a mess. <laughs> Welcome back to what have you. I'm Rachel Jankovic. I'm Becca Merkel. We're smooth today. Smooth. Things are going real good already. We have, we are off to the races with a great podcast for you. So planned out. Very, very planned. Becca and I are, we're in the middle of the part of the year that feels like just total nonsense is what it feels like, but we're getting really close to moving into our house. We have to move into our house because other people (laughs) are moving into the house that we are currently living in. So so ready or not. The deadline is coming upon us for that. That's exciting. School is coming down the pike at us. At a... So Becca's been doing all the welcome back to school events, oh, and I've I been four. doing all the rummage about your junk events where you I had four in a week. I feel like I'm living in a place where putting things in boxes doesn't make sense, but neither does putting things away in a more orderly fashion. Hey, so instead, you're just in a big. I have a good idea for you. What's that? Nate has a dump truck. <laughs> just borrow that. I actually already. I already said. Can I borrow your dump truck? Just throw it all in. Just have the kids for the carry dump it out. or for the for, for, the, for the move just for the whole thing. Just carry it out. Just do it. Chuck it in. Good thinking. Dump Good thinking. it off here. I like your somewhere. thoughts. Oh, okay. I saved something to read to you. Okay. For such a time as this, this is to talk about what's wrong in our culture today. Pretty much, I think is what. Uh, okay. I'm ready. This is real bad, though. This is so bad that I don't even know how to go about it. <laughs> okay. Where did you come up with it, anyway? Where? What? Somebody sent it to okay, me. Okay, so it's a, it's a little gift. It's an app. An app? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. I'll read you about it, what it says. Okay. There are three point... What is that even? Yeah, three... That's weird. Over 3.33 thousand ratings. It's a weird way to formulate thousands. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so there's people here. People are buying it. Yeah, it's a role playing app. No. Yeah, so think role playing. Eek. Ages 12 and up. Okay. And there are in app purchases. Okay. It is what an that app mean? means you can buy things in it to from it from okay. it. All right. It is called self care, and the subtitle Wait, it's role playing. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no there is no irony there. No, okay. the subtitle is right. let's stay in bed all day. Okay. Wow. I had to really try to get into someone else's head to just even read it. So that's it. where the role playing comes in. You pretend that you're how not doing can anything. I be okay, a self-absorbed so, monster. Yeah, how could I? How could I be worse than I am? <laughs> I'll do it with this app. Okay, this is this is this is what they say. It's amazing. Hello, this is us. We're staying home for the day. We refuse to leave our bed. This is our space, our shelter. Today, this is the whole universe. And it's okay. We're surrounded by our favorite sacred things. Each one has something kind and magical to offer. And we'll be okay. Let's practice some self-care together. Wait. Let's start with a little breathing exercise. Hold on, hold on. Are the kind and magical things your pillows? Uh, or what? 
Let me just hold on. Back. Hold, hold on. on. Okay, I'm breathing s- slowly connects us to our body and gives us life. Mm. <laughs> we can breathe for as long as we'd like. There's no hurry. There's no end. We breathe and listen to ourselves. In this universe, our goal is simply to feel better. There is no winning, (sighs) no failure, no score, no difficulty, no ads, no notifications. There is just us and our feelings. Join us here (laughs) in this room for a few moments. I'm just this room is our escape. This is amazing. Becca, it's killer. And get this. There are 3,329 ratings and mostly five-star ratings. And people say, this is so bad. One of the first reviews said her only trouble is that when you come back to the room, sometimes the things aren't the way you left them on the altar. There's some altar involved in this. It's oh horrible. It's oh. a it's an evil Knievel looking mess bedroom. Cat. I see a cat in And it. then there's like write about your feelings. And then there's word searches that take no talent where you just move one letter <laughs> into the one blank spot. There's fuzzy bubbles. There's what on earth? I mean, this is the altar, I think, where you put your assorted pretend crystals. Oh man. So I just thought that really that really takes the cake in my opinion. But part of the thing that was amazing you know to me was is? that part of no nothing. That we're all we're trying to do is feel better. And and how like bad are we at feeling there's no better? Difficulties here, only your feelings. It's yeah, like, and what could be more difficult than those? <laughs> That's the thing. It reminds me oh. of the beginning of Great Divorce when they're in Greytown and everything is so tedious and all the bookshops only sell Aristotle. Yeah. <laughs> well, the idea, it is so hellish when you, when the way that but Lewis so was. Boring. Yeah, but the way Lewis was about, about that in Greytown, isn't it kind of when people just are pursuing themselves forever is sort of the, yeah, the idea. But everybody's but it, like just, petty squabbly. Yes, sort of. but it's just endlessly bland. Like there's <laughs> nothing. And, and which is what kills me about, you know what will help you feel better? To spend all day in a pretend bed. Like to pretend in a role playing game that you're spending the whole day in a bed. Like why? With a cat. With like oh just and with maybe an altar with your weird crystals on it that will help I'm... you to remember that you're the best. It's just <laughs> nothing 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 about this is nice. No. No. It just and it is so crippling. That we have, like, it is so this, like, we're such a wealthy society that we have people getting on our own little personal pocket-sized computers, shutting themselves in a little closet at work to calm themselves down by pretending they're in bed. Like, really bad. I don't understand. So you're not actually in bed. In the game, your character is in bed, and you can't get them out. You have to just breathe and focus, and then I think you do, it's, you unlock, unlock, ah, unlock powers to slowly be able to do more like you can start puttering around your room making yourself feel better what are you gonna purchase i don't know crystals junk bad advice (laughs) a costume oh yeah for your for your furry when i blew through some of the reviews somebody was saying like 
I do think it would help me to heal faster if my character could leave the room because sometimes I think it was like it's really weird it's very meta because they're saying maybe I need to start taking some steps forward in my real life but my character has not healed enough yet that I can get them to go out the door so how can I go out the door in my real life this is like this is depressing because it's one thing to go I can't understand what we're doing it's one thing what are we doing role playing games can be dumb when you're going on quests to kill a dragon. But mm-hmm. at least then the thing that you are thinking is neat is doing oh, well, something. But I can't imagine. So the truth is, like, if you're in a role-playing game questing around for the dragon, my guess is is that you're not accomplishing a terrible amount in the real world at the time. Right. But this one... I don't know how you successfully achieve in that app unless you are also staying in bed at home because you can't actually be a flurry of productivity in your life while you're... Well, a lot of people, where a lot of people are trying to practice self-care is in when they are emotionally unfit in their busy lives. They're trying to make themselves get grounded and balanced with self-care. I don't think so. I think that that's not, this is not the route that successful people take. Is that app? No, have, no, no, no. I didn't mean the app, but I meant self care oh, at yeah, large. Sure. Is yeah. and I saw somebody said in a comment somewhere where everyone was talking about self care again. Someone in the comments was like, "See, I do go get my nails done all the time, but I don't feel I don't feel better. Just my nails look better." <laughs> it's like, well, you don't say that getting your nails done well, actually won't fix your spiritual okay, problem. So, my kids were showing me. A failed, it's like a failed audition to mm-hmm. get on to um, one of these America's Got Talent, talent kinds yeah. of things. I can't remember Someone which Someone has was. talent, yeah. It's a show that I do not watch, and this was just a failure yeah. in every regard. But it's a, <laughs> it was, it has that mean British guy who sits there and makes ugly remarks at people, and yeah, yeah, anyway, Simon, that guy, and uh, so this girl comes out, and it's abysmal from the get-go. You know it's a terrible thing that's about to happen. And she whips out a little song that is real bad, and she can't sing. Oh, and man. they all sort of are like, so do you feel like you can sing? She's like, no. No, I don't. And no, maybe it wasn't Simon. It was somebody. It, I don't know. But anyway, they're all kind of like, well, tell us why you think why you have a you talent. Why are you on the right. singing competition then? And she freaks out, freaks out at them, gets super ugly, starts shouting at them that you don't need to be a good singer to win a singing competition, and that she wanted (laughs) to be the next American Idol, or whatever it was. And it was like, and I think... And they were like, look at all the the pictures behind you. These, they had one thing in common. They could sing. And she's like... But what if we could have an American Idol who couldn't sing? What about that? What if we had an American Idol that just threw temper tantrums? Yeah, but but the thing that was so funny about it is I was like... She's right. She's right because of what... Schizophrenic because because that's what we say all the time. She has been believing all of the Disney movies. She's like, this is what you told me. And and here I am trying to cash a check 
yeah. that was always going to bounce. Yeah. It always and, was. And it's like we're so schizophrenic because we continue to have that be the message of greeting cards. And what you tell little girls. And Disney princesses. You can be But anything. then. <laughs> you can do it all. But then. We put that on a fail video, and the whole and nation everyone snortles goes, into their har, 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 har. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. Uh, and because true. everybody knows that you can't. Okay, speaking of shows you don't watch, and you've seen enough. I saw the clip of The Bachelorette uh, telling off the Christian guy who said that yeah. it would be a miss for him if she was sleeping with multiple contestants. He wanted I to go home. I think we talked about this. Yeah, but we? maybe. But what was on, what really killed me is that she's on her next high horse. I don't even know what, I don't know what's happened here. I just saw her on the cover of a magazine at the grocery store. Once again, her triumphantly self-righteous face <laughs> saying, <laughs> I will not marry a liar. And I, was, and I was like, this is the best thing ever. You're like, but I demand that whoever wants to marry me doesn't care if I'm a fornicator. It's kind <laughs> of Because like, it's irrelevant. But my standards are such that I will never marry a liar. I just like to be whimsical with my legalisms. Okay, somebody <laughs> sent me this one too. I thought it was so funny. Don't forget to advocate for yourself this week, Okay. Start sentences with, I want, I need, I expect, and I require. And no need to start with an I'm sorry, but, and no need to add a LOL at the end. Advocate for yourselves this week. I just want to know, what kind of a hot tip is that? (laughs) To tell all the ladies to start going around saying, I expect and I require of everyone else. But, How well will this go down like in a family? Like if you were like, That's hey, what I was thinking. Hey, everybody here, just just real quick, this week, let's all just tell everyone else what we expect and require. Yeah. yeah. I think, I wonder actually, all of a sudden, when I said that, it makes me wonder how much of this is because we are living in a nation of people who don't know how to live in a family. Like, mm-hmm. living in a family is your up close and personal look see at how people interact you know like how you have to yeah. you have to love each other well and, okay like, I saw a, a bumper sticker yesterday at the grocery store as I was loading my groceries into my car I was pondering it and it said a woman who oh how did it go it was something like a woman who requires no um I don't know it was like affirmation from anyone or a woman who doesn't care mm-hmm. what anyone thinks of her. It was basically that. Okay. Is the most feared person on the planet. And I was like, is that I what wonder, we're going for? But I also <laughs> wondered what would we think of a man who who didn't care at all what anyone his, thought of buoyed him. Buoyed up his spirits by thinking he'd be <laughs> the most feared man on the planet. It's like I don't know does this only hold for women or like how broad is this is this principle here? people are just so stupid about this kind of thing it is it is weird because it's like not being able to hold a concept in the abstract to discuss it it's this desire to make everything crazy personal mm-hmm. right away mm-hmm. and i and i do wonder about that because it's like a it is a christian skill to discuss a topic in the abstract and 
and then you make the personal application. Do you know what I mean? Like that where you where you hear a sermon and sure. you should be yeah. taking things and making personal yeah. applications. Like yeah. how do I behave like that? How do I this? Mm-hmm. But but not this crazy defensiveness of anything. I don't know. It's just as an well, interesting it's just like when you say Maybe it's just a, di- a special kind of insanity let our culture is each having of right you now. You consider others to be better than yourself. And, and then someone you're says, like, what if I'm better than them? <laughs> You know, then mm-hmm. you have to make application. Consider others to be oh, more important yeah. than yourself. Yeah, and then you have to say, okay, but that's when you're talking about the Word of God. So I'm talking about, like, if it's, I'm just saying it's a Christian practice to try to apply mm-hmm. truths that you're holding, discussing yeah. in the abstract to your life. And what happens now, I feel like, is truths you're trying to discuss in the abstract, people want to reject if it would mean anything in their life. Yeah, it's funny because it's sort of like if everyone, unless it's flattery, in if which everyone case, in the we're room down with it. was prioritizing themselves and requesting, not requesting, but demanding and expecting, then if who, how many people room, are demanding of you in that? But that's what I mean. If everybody's demanding in the room, we end up with a probably a bloody battle to the death. Well, right, because how? But to if back everyone out? in the room is considering others to be more important than themselves. Oh. If everyone in the room is obeying the golden rule, then... What you have is fellowship. You have fellowship, and actually, you end up being treated much Much better better. than when you're... Like, wildly much better. When you treat other people much better. Turns out, if everyone's behaving like Christians, what you have is a civilized society. And if Where there are is, things like manners. If everyone's prioritizing their own little fat selves, then it's like you you even just I just I just can't even imagine that. Like this week I'm only gonna tell people what I require of them. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Becca? I don't know. I'm required of you that we do a podcast today. <laughs> I I expect it. <laughs> and if you do not do it, what will I do, Becca? I don't know. What's the threat? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a lot hard. of this stuff is just so dumb, it's obvious, but it's also really bizarre how things that just happen all the time. That is the um it's the fallacy of repetition, which is what is behind brainwashing. It's what yeah. is done to brainwash people is to say something over and over and over and that even if it's obviously not true. Yep. People start to believe it because they've well, heard it and so it many works times. In, I, I think a lot of Christians have accommodated themselves to this in little little ways that are actually innocuous, mm-hmm. where they say, "I just have decided to buy myself baby carrots because I'm worth it." Right, and you're like, <laughs> actually, the baby carrot decision could be totally fine, but it is not based upon your. But it's also like, are you worth a baby carrot? Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. Pretty in sure, one way, but pretty it's for like, sure the Lord has provided a baby carrot for you. But it's also like, it doesn't take a big leak in the boat to end up with a lot of water inside. Yeah, and so when you start accommodating that, yourselves, to you the just little, reminded me of what Lewis says about the never fighting sin in yourself by saying you're better than that. Oh, like yeah. because he talks about which is which is totally a temptation. Yeah. To be like, I have disappointed myself because yep. I am a better mom than a person who snarks at my children. And yep. the reality is the things we never deserve is the grace that makes us behave well because I more think graciously. Lewis is so good at 
pointing out that that's pride. Well, yeah, and that the devil would always be perfectly satisfied with letting you off of one sin if he could replace it with a much more diabolical one of pride, Mm -hmm. which is, Mm -hmm. you know. He's like, so if he gets you to have a victory over a sin because you're telling yourself that you're better than that, then what you're doing is going down a much worse hole to get out of one sin. But I guess I was just thinking it's kind of like that, that you, t- when you are like say throwing things in there, like, because I'm worth it or I deserve yeah. it. It is like, what are you, the activity itself is fine. Yeah. Why that justification for it? Yeah. Or why, what have you bought into these little yeah. dumb things that yeah. make a, over time, make a really big difference in yeah. how you go about your life. Yep. Totally. Well, there we have that. Now we're just going to go quiet while we play the self-care app for a little while. <laughs> we are right. I wonder who the altar is to. You? Must be. Who else would it be for? Because certainly yeah. not a God-glorifying endeavor. No. Man. It's weird. It's a weird problem. It is super weird. So did I already say on the podcast about my, about how building a house is like being really overdue pregnant at this phase? A building a house. I could see it. And it is in all the ways. Mm-hmm. You're because you're just waiting around for a lot of work. Yep. But you're not doing it yet. You're yep. like, it's so much like, in a minute, in a minute, we're yep. going to do something. But one way or another, you're going to be living in this house in the next couple weeks. So the funny part to me is that Luke had something the other night. And when he came home, I was, this is another way in which... It's much like being overdue. Okay. Was I doing productive things to prepare for anything? No. Was I working on punch needle rug hugging? Mm -hmm. Yes, I was. That's what I was doing. And somehow a huge pressure relief in my life (laughs) that I'm like, no, no, but look, it's working. I love this. Now I need to get involved in rug hugging right now because (laughs) not like I need to pack or get ready for school or do any of those things. What I need is to get out all of my grandma's random tapestry yarns, make a big fluff of a mess in our bedroom (laughs) doing that. But I have to say that's a really fun one. It was really fun. So I saw it. It was pretty, I made my big break into punch needle crafting guys since we've been here. And I think you should all look into it because also, I, I don't think we have enough. That noise is a wild big tractor harvesting. It's not right a tractor, Becca. Combine. What my children like to it's a call. Harvester. It's a thing. It's one, a large machine. One time. Whoa. One time. Yeah. Oh, oh wow! The chaff is blowing the chaff into the just car. Blew in. So one time I, Woo. we were driving somewhere when one went by and my kids, one of my children said. Wow! Look at all the concubines in the field. <laughs> we've never really, oh we've never really recovered from that. We well, we just kept on. We had a good one. We were driving along the highway, and um, there was, you know, how different groups sign up to collect yeah, yeah, trash yeah. at different parts. And this was a sorority that was all out there in their little reflector vests picking up litter along the side of the road and and then one of the kids this was like years and years ago one of the kids was like they're all girls 
like, they're all girls. <laughs> and we said, yeah, it's a sorority. And there's sort of a lull for a minute. <laughs> and then one of the kids goes, weird, they don't look like nuns. <laughs> blessing and then things happen and you're like yes that one that was really good (laughs) oh that's that is i know but yeah so you have all of the weird waiting around moment for moving i am having a weird life shift because Knox moved out this summer and so he's got an apartment with friends and um then our third went to college. So now we've got three in college and two in high school and one moved out. And it's a whole thing. It's like, I was telling it's Ben. It's funny how. It's like, you know how you roll out the the dough one direction and you pick it up and turn it and roll it the other way? Yeah. It's like, yeah, I feel like God just picked us up and turned us and now he's rolling us yeah, the yeah. other direction. Like giving you a different it's take like, oh. on this. This is a new, a new, new stretching. New, new stretching. New thing to learn how to do. Which is really great, but it's like, it's a funny new milestone. Because you go on for a stretch there where it's all basically the same for a Uh, while. Well, I'll tell you. There's lots of turning points when they're little. And then there's this moment where you're just kind of hanging there for a bit. And then you start hitting all the turning points again. Well, Moses is three, but he's going to be going to preschool two mornings a week. Mm -hmm. And he's big. You know, he's not like a tiny little person. And so whenever, for some reason, you know, like if he comes and wants me to hold him and I'm holding him on my hip. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. But when I'm holding him on my hip right now, it has that feeling about it where I, it's not often that I do that. It just has that feeling about it that is like. Is this the last time that I'm ever going to, yeah. like, just hold you on my hip? Yeah. Because you know there is a last time. And yep. then when we went to Silverwood, Luke put him on his shoulders mm-hmm. for a time. And I had that same yeah. feeling. Although Moses said, Moses said this is good. He had a good insight at Silverwood. He said, Mama, it looks like that girl has taken her clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> And I just felt like, well, son, you put your finger right on it. It looks like that girl has indeed taken them off. <laughs> it blesses me when they, when the uh, grammatical mistakes are somehow more, somehow more on the money than a correct one. You know, she has taken them off. And that is what happened here. And we wish that she would took them back it on. It would have been good if she took them on. <laughs> she she should have done that, but she didn't. Oh my! Heavens. Silverwood is a great place to go if you want to know. Really, kind of the end destination of a lot of tattoos. Oh, uh, like sure. It's a, uh, oh yeah! Look at these. <laughs> oh man. My guys are putting cabinets in right now. We're by our house and they just came out to take a little look-see at how unfeasible this might be for them to take the my sink, sink Her inside. giant sink. I hope that nobody throws their back out. Well, they, they, <laughs> they're shaking their heads at us. That sink is not going to be hand-ferried in the back door <laughs> of our house by two men. It's going to need three or four, I think. Wow. Yeah. 
That's... I mean, Beck, are we the other two men? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not volunteering. He's trying. Come on, how much do you care for me, Beck? How much do you care for me? You Tell me throw what your you demand. What do you demand? I Rach? require that people who are around me serve me when I need it. That's what I require, Beck. <laughs> if they had a dolly, they might. Uh, I think be able that us it. watching them might not be encouraging, so I'll look away. <laughs> <laughs> As two men are unable to move her sink at all, we just stare. At them. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I was on the quest today to try to find a, a kitchen sink, a little porcelain kitchen sink that will fit in my bathroom vanity. I think that's really fun. It's good. Well, what of, about like a little prep sink? Yeah, that's probably, but I don't want it to be super narrow. You know, like I want oh, it to yeah. be, I want it to be, yeah. I want a kitchen sink in my bathroom. It's a good idea. I don't I see what's wrong with that. No. What's wrong idea. with that? <laughs> it's my only. It's a great idea. I'm, I am a fan. I'm wondering in my heart whether or not I want an ice maker in my, in my I kitchen. I don't think I do. Really? How come? Because I don't think it makes that much ice. Like, I, it's not like an ice machine. It makes, it's not like, a, you know, like. No, it's an ice machine. It's like a. No, no. I'm saying, like, if you all of a sudden needed five bags of ice, your little ice maker won't be making that much ice. I think it will. Five bags at one time? No, it won't. Well, maybe not five. You gotta get yourself a read on how much, how much, how fast will this thing make? Because a lot of them don't even store frozen ice. No, they don't. But they keep it. So they're not, it's not, it's not like you build up a big ice supply. You just always have the same amount of what I suspect would be not enough ice. Maybe. I was more concerned about the noise. I don't want to pay for an ice machine that doesn't get me all the way to my ice fulfillment. Like, think of yeah. having having a permanent spot given to an ice machine. But here's the thing. And have it not actually quite get but there. I buy bags of ice sometimes in multiples of five or ten. And at those times, yes, you just go buy it. But I also buy a bag of ice probably twice a week. And so that What do you feels... do with one bag of ice at a time? Well, soup night. We go through a whole bag of ice. You put it in, in like lemonade drinks. or something? Yeah, I have a big beverage thing and we put it in that. Um, you know, like I just... I think I have felt that if it made pebble ice, yeah, then I'd be down with that. Yeah. Then I'd be like, this is special. This is worth my time. Mm-hmm. But if it was just making regularly old cubes, I'd rather not. Yeah, I don't know. I just hate buying bags of ice and then not having it fit in the freezer. So then you set it on your counter until you need it in three hours. And then it's dripping into the sink. And then you don't have as much ice as you wanted anyway. Well, I think I think you should back up there at that part where you leave it on your counter dripping for three hours. Well, I'm not going... Well, so I'm not going to make a special run right before guests come for the ice. Why? You said there's no room in your freezer, though. Right, not for a whole bag of ice. Right, so see, why doesn't it doesn't it make more sense than to invest in a freezer where you could put extra bags of ice? Even get yourself on the Frosty Iceman delivery circuit. I don't have a space for a whole new freezer except, like, if we were to put it down, I don't know where we would put it. I don't have room in my kitchen for a whole freezer. Do a little under cabinet freezer, like a pull-out freezer drawer. Now you're talking. Because if you don't have room in your freezer, it's a freezer you need more of. 
I have a freezer in the garage which I never go out and look at. So there's huckleberry jam in there I made like five years ago and forgot about. <laughs> but not not forgot so hard. You didn't forget so hard that you can't bring it up right now. <laughs> well, because I it's not a true that I surprise. <laughs> Until I suddenly I'm like, oh, I do. Oh, look at I do great. have they're, a freezer. Oh, they're back to 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 try some more. I'm glad we thrashed out the ice maker. Yeah, question. good job, good job. Yeah. You know, if only we could address the more important question of the cloth napkins one more time. <laughs> We're currently working on them um, in my pantry, <coughs> some potato storage. So I also have some big, I have some big thoughts, big feelings, big issues about the potatoes and the onions and how one ought to store them. And it's going to be good, you guys, in like, I don't know, seven <laughs> or eight years. I'll post a well, picture. When we first got married, we were given this gorgeous, huge Lake Crusade Dutch oven. It's just really fantastic. But at the time, it was just the two of us, and it was like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes we would cook us each a chicken breast, which in the bottom of that thing wouldn't mean yeah. anything at all. It's like yeah. big for a whole chicken. It's too yeah. big for that. So we didn't use it, but I used to use it. I would put the potatoes and the onions in it. It was on the floor, oh, and I would yeah. store them. The one thing that goes really wrong there is that when a potato goes off, yeah, that's that's tough news when potatoes... Go that yeah. horrible stench that you yeah. can't figure out where it's coming from. Well, when that would happen inside the Dutch oven, well, it didn't happen often. I think it, it only happened once. Burst I just, at you. I just remember being like, "What is that strange smell?" And you're like, "Can't," because it's really locked in Elusive. with that thing. Yeah. So when you finally cracked the lid open, I was like, "Ooh!" Like, <laughs> like, oh, so bad. I think that was when I quit. Storing potatoes and think, onions yeah. there. Yeah. No, I'm doing mine in. So like I'm always tilted. I'm a little thing. fearful of potato storage from yeah. that time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a tilt-out bin, but with a like a punch tin front, Don't think so that, that this there's going to work either. So try that to there's lift. some aeration going on. So if a potato goes funky, I'll notice it. Oh, guys, these poor men. They're these poor men. <laughs> With the, the and, giant and rock, and the worst is sink. That, the worst part is that they don't even know they're being live podcast. No, they don't know. They don't know. They're just out here having a time with <laughs> struggling like, with my crate like full of pigeon sink. What kind of a woman orders a bathtub for and her kitchen sink? And then I look sink? out the window at them and I smile. Good job <laughs> like, trying. It's me. Good I'm job. I'm the one what ordered a stone bathtub. Um, doesn't look like they're gonna be able to do that. They're trying. They're trying to uncrate this sucker. Yeah, it's just unkind of us to sit here and supervise it. We pretend we're not noticing their activities. So I have a, yesterday we unrolled my, oh, they picked it up. Oh, they've got it up. Oh, I don't want to watch. And they might, I'm looking through the tinted window so they can't see me. Oh, but if I watch, I feel like they're going to hurt themselves or break my dang sink. There's definitely some blood vessels. Oh, that poor guy, and he's going backwards with the thing. He's going backwards, and then he's going to go up the stairs. If it falls on him, it's going to just break itself in half. No, they got that. I woo. I guys, think, I'm so glad we could live broadcast this moment guys. where they hustled my sink around the corner. <laughs> and they're going up the stairs, and it hasn't I can fallen see down through the. I can. I are they going to try and get that up on the counter? Well, that's what they're supposed to set it for us. 
I don't know how I'm they're gonna. They can barely guys. budge that thing. <laughs> but they got it in. That was pretty I good. Think, I think the guy on the left had a lot more of a can-do spirit about it than the guy on the right. He was pretty sure it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> Oh, well, I can't wait to see it. I hope that they get that thing nor, uncrated. Nor I. I also am I really in. excited to I see it. I think they just set it on to something. I think they, yeah, they've still got it up in the air. Nope. Down on the floor. <laughs> so, we have, I bought a rug that we unrolled upstairs yesterday. We were just laughing. Nothing like making your builder feel the pressure. Like setting up a rug in the house. <laughs> we rolled it back up. Oh, it's okay. just... We just brought it here because we don't need it at the other house. But it's a new rug and it's so pretty. And I got it on a whale of a crazy deal, like 70% off from nice. Company C, which I've always really yeah. liked. Yeah. I like them because they're not afraid of color. They mm-hmm. actually use color, mm-hmm. which is a, a tool in the decorators. Um, it's a really underutilized... Color is just not... Uh, I just feel like a lot of people get nervous about color in okay, decorating. So last night we had a bunch of people over for um, NSA alums for a drinks night. And so there were a lot of people coming through the house. And it suddenly, it's funny how when you have a number of people who haven't seen your house before, you begin to sort of see it with new eyes of like, I did sort of run amok in that room. Didn't I, I see now I was... as you're looking at that, <laughs> that you might wonder. That's like me and my sign that I bought that said... It's like a street sign from some other era that says no necking in this room. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, but it was like industrially produced. Produced. And I can't fathom yeah. why. But I hang that up and sometimes I don't notice it until other people are yeah. standing there looking at it like, but what does it mean? And I think I was telling somebody last night, I was like, yeah, there was this, there was this moment where I was going to be really calm in this house and I was going to be well, all neutral and it was going to be white and grays and creams. I'm proud of you because you used, to be, you used to be pick a one color mm. and an accent but now you just hit the whole color wheel. <laughs> it's it's being a little that way. Well, and I bought some Rach, I bought I some endorsed. of Anna's velvet. Oh, you and did. I did. And I am reupholstering mm. a weird little kind of industrial style chair that I bought from Wazoo Surplus for $3. And I am upholstering it in her velvet. And mm. it is delighting my heart. But I told it, I can't say that it's not going to be eccentric because it's this beautiful velvet, which makes me think maybe I should throw away most of my stuff and start over with a different approach here. But, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things going on in my house right now. And I was like, yeah, I was going to have it be neutral. And I was like, maybe we could stick with like jute rugs and, and neutral, neutral walls. And then I could add color with things like throw pillows. But now I have zoomed out and have put all sorts of hurrah going on So this is me getting a little philosophical on it. But this is a thing. I think it's a real thing. I think that you could, it might be a tenuous argument, but I, Luke and I were just talking about this, um, because of C.R. Wiley on his podcast, he has, Luke had listened to it. He was telling me about something about it. So we were, that's what we were talking about. I haven't listened to it, but it was about the household and he was just talking about how people now tend to think of the house is being it's kind of like the house is a people garage 
Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. just go home from your life. Yeah. And then you just go there to like chill out for a minute or that it's yeah. really at your home would only be about where you just relax or are entertained. Like mm-hmm. that's what you do at home. So there's like loungy furniture only. Like, mm-hmm. only, like, big, puffy, overstuffed things and snuggies and snorfles and polar blankets. <laughs> and and then... Huge screen TVs. Huge screen TVs. And then... But then everything is, like, done for the... For relax... And this is what I, why I was bringing up color. Because I actually don't think that a minimal use of color means this. No. I think that a minimal use of color dominating society is a different kind of a thing. Like I think, cause I, I like, I know someone who mostly decorates all in white and it's always fun and, and it has beautiful. a ton of personality. Yeah. Like, and so I'm in no way negative about that. But my point is that the, that the treating the house, like it's a people garage rather than a place that is supposed to be productive and people interacting in a different way there, like that the home is actually a workplace of, like the, the home is not there just also, to be your spa day look okay, all the but time. But this is this is something that throws back to like that book Home from Nowhere and that stuff where there's actually been a lot of architectural shifts right that reinforce this weird approach to life. So if you think about um I always thought this was really fascinating is that if you look at how cities used to be planned, your house faced the front street and there was a back alley where you would bring in the groceries do the kitchen yeah but there was an alley and that was the like you know yeah your garbage cans are back in the alley you Mm -hmm. park maybe back in the driveway and then guests come to the front of the house and you're showing your best face to the world now when you drive up to people's houses in newer cities or newer subdivisions or whatever you're staring at the garage. And but that it's is also what dominates. You, but it's also where you put the garbage out yeah, in, front, in front. In front. And, because there isn't an alley. And you sometimes can't even see the front door because it's not about guests coming in or mm-hmm. or that. It's like we drive up to the fr- to the front of the house. You only see the garage door. You drive in. And, you go into the kitchen. And if you're living in a subdivision and you have like a lawn care service... Your neighbors never even have to see, see your you. face. You like come and you get transported into your pod and you yeah. stay in there. And unless it's very you inward might, facing. Yeah. So for instance, like it used to be if you would build a fence. But it was more like you're treating yourself like you're going home to dock your iPad or something. Yeah, exactly. Of, instead but of. But like you would, if the way people used to build fences, the pretty side faced the Out. street. Mm-hmm. And then the, you know, the back side, all the seams and everything faced you know, in. inwards, uh-huh. because it was all about looking out. It would be of. sort of like putting all the seams on your dress on the outside so they wouldn't chafe you. Yeah, exactly. But, and like, so, but, but the now, point is also that what people yeah. see is your finished side, yeah. not the and unfinished. Yeah, and now people yeah. build their fences inside out. So you put the nice side inside for you right. to look at, and everybody else can cope with the seams on the outside. So anyway, I just think it's a really interesting shift in... And it's, it's nothing to say that, like, if you have a big garage door in the front of your house, that that means you're in sin. It's nothing like that. It's just a very interesting not. shift in I our culture. I myself might wish we had a garage here, which oh, we, which word, we do not yet. But, but it's like someday. our culture has shifted to one of, like, 
gracious hospitality and decorum and manners and things to one of nothing but my comfort, sort of. Right. Like, it's very inward-focused. This inward is all focused, about me. It's about my this self-care. Is where, this is where I'm going to veg out on the couch right. eating popcorn and drinking wine because I deserve it. <laughs> That's what people are thinking. Yeah. But on the other hand, I guess what I was saying is I love the decorative approach that looks like the intention is not for everyone to veg out and yeah and be be uh blah but or but to actually have things to work on and think about or something to read or things but also where beauty actually matters because that's um that's something i because think because it's has not gotten... your slob pants that right. we're wearing right because yeah. if your house is essentially your sweatpants like the whole house right. is a is a like architectural version of your sweatpants then i feel like there is something important that's getting lost like well and not and not just architectural but the even if you're working with bad architecture oh yeah that there's a ton that we put on after the fact that you can make your home a different kind of flavor like an unexpected flavor is a flavor where people intend to make it lovely and welcoming and yeah. and comfortable in a different way because one of the things that that about super comfortable clothes if you think about it they are not what make everyone else feel comfortable no. if you when you're on a plane and somebody comes in in their leggings and their slobby shirt and they didn't take a shower because they didn't need to because they were just going to be yeah. traveling all day what they're what they're doing is prioritizing comfort but it's their comfort not the comfort of everyone else exactly and and that is uh that is just a thing that has to be that christians need to behave differently about that they need to be thinking in terms of the comfort of others loving not, your neighbor in trifles yeah and not and which is a def a working definition of manners yeah. right there is love in trifles like it's being yeah like holding doors or saying you first or you know all of mm-hmm. those things are mm-hmm. making prioritizing other people's comfort and actually yeah. here's a great place for us to segue into the thing we were talking about the other day i think we've talked about this briefly before but i nursed seven babies oh my and, word and you nursed five babies yep. and we are actually totally fine with breastfeeding like neither of us not just fine with it it's a wonderful. I mean, yeah. We're, well, I guess I thought that that was implied by the fact that we've made it through seven and five babies yeah. nursing them. But yeah. our point is that we are advocates of nursing. Yeah. What we're not is is like exhibitionist. When when you want to if you want to prior when you prioritize comfort when you say comfort. It's like, well, who's comfort? Yeah. And if you nursing your baby is making people uncomfortable, you should be the first person to want to make them not uncomfortable. And this, you guys, this is because I was talking about this because there was the most outrageous episode of nursing I have ever witnessed in my life, but it was happening in a standing position on the airplane when we were flying to England. Yeah, so this is why this topic came back and up. And I for was us. just like, it was epic. And you just couldn't even look anywhere over there because it was so bad. 
And the woman was so proud of herself for it. Yeah. And one of the stewardesses came up and gave her a little card. And they were having a little talk about how important it is that you do this. Because other people can just put up with it. People need to know. And it was like, and when you see another woman nursing, you give her this card. Because this is to encourage one another to just... (sighs) Consider no one. I want to say something. I want to say something really fast, though. My personal policy was if someone is offended that I am nursing a child. That is their their problem. problem. That is their problem and not my problem. But that I should never give anyone any cause beyond they had a personal problem with the concept that God invented. You know? God... I tried to get a hair off Rachel's. Becca just reached over to pull a hair off of my off of my. That makes it sound like I'm growing large hairs on my neck. I thought it was a random hair, but it was attached to your head. Yeah, no, Um, but it wasn't. But anyways, she the the point being that if they mind the concept that I'm breastfeeding a baby, then what they mind is what God created. They mind that, but I should never give them cause. To be well, feeling awkward because I was being oversharing with the whole world. Yeah. Why? And, I, and I'm and i going to say it, ladies. I'm just going to say it. And if we lose followers for this, so be it. Okay. You're going to have a winnowing it is, time. It is false in all categories to think that a baby will be uncomfortable if there is a blanket or no. a covering of some kind. No. That's absurd. No, but that's what everyone's always like. You want me to suffocate my infant? To feed them for your comfort. I'm like, yeah, we do want you to cover that yeah. up. Like, my yeah. plan for you yeah. is less of this and more of privacy. Yeah. And yeah. the thing is, is the argument that this is a beautiful, natural, like, totally organic process. Therefore, it should be public. <laughs> there are other it's things. Like, there are, there other, are things. other things. I, I personally am very happy that we have restrooms separate from the main dining area. <laughs> You know, and it's like, okay. So what? That breast milk is amazing. It is amazing. Good on it. Of course it is. keep it else. So is our digestive tract. (laughs) (laughs) But I I don't really feel that just because it's natural, it needs to be in the public eye. No. No. And and it's sort of like saying that God's design with molars is incredible. So chew with your mouth wide open all the time to celebrate molars. Like, you know what? It actually, it is beautiful and it's incredible. And there's Uh also a reason that, that manners has always taught people to chew with your dang mouth shut. Like it's not nice to other people. No, it isn't. And, and I just feel like this whole, everyone is going to have to put up with me exposing myself to the world. Yeah. It's It's a celebration of me. They shouldn't have to. Yeah. And so, and part (laughs) of the problem is because I asked Becca and I nursed my babies in public places all the time, including, including nursing twins. And I have nursed my babies in lots of places without even having a blanket nearby, but just being discreet yep. anyways, yep. which is a possibility. It's possible. I bring it up because it's, it's real. Possible. It's real. Yep. And I've never had anyone no. really upset about it. No, me neither. I told you the only person that really ever gave me the stink face about nursing a baby, I feel that it was more about us bringing the tone of the restaurant down. And yeah. I kind of agreed with them that I think I was doing that. It was <laughs> sort of like tough <laughs> Sorry. Is, we're in a like, booth at a weird restaurant and I, I have to feed the baby. nursed five kids all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. And I never one time 
had anyone be rude to me about it. Never. And and I feel like so... And a part of that is because you wouldn't... Well, yeah. There's because, a lot of things about that. Yeah. There's and it's reason, just yeah. the thing is... is it, and it's not because I never did it in public or I never... Because I did. All well, the time. I will say that one thing that that no matter how private you are nursing twins in public... Well, that's hard. ...brings too much attention to yourself mm-hmm. because everybody... Mm-hmm. People would walk by and be like, whoa... How many feet is that? What's happening? Like, what's yeah. going on? They wanted to figure it all out. And I'd be like, move along, move along. <laughs> Things are pretty dangerous as they are. <laughs> Please go away. <laughs> well, the last I thing think... I need is someone really trying to scrutinize it. Yeah. And the thing is, I we are all about, yes, of course, nurse your baby. That is a wonderful well, and, design. And love that God gave that to you to yeah. do. Like, there's no it's problem great. in enjoying that. But you shouldn't use it as a way to fly swatter people in the face all over try the to, place. Or to try to build up your own value in some weird way by yeah. flaunting it about. So, we recommend not doing that. Sorry if you're into it. But you it. guys, I've just... I, I've never witnessed anything more outrageous than this woman. Because she had the baby in the cot... That was attached to the wall. It's just not okay. In the front. Okay. The front of the plane. And she decided And so to... naturally you think, leave the baby there. And don't hold the baby. No, don't hold the baby. Allow the baby to nurse whilst reclining on the cot. While you, in a just do, shocking do things you should not do. amount of <laughs> shenanigans, stand up. And then... Nurse the baby from there with no attempt at anything. And you know, and you know what didn't help that situation? Getting a card of encouragement. Exactly. For it. And Being she like, began to recount all the times that people had had been um, rude. Had said, "Oh, there's a bathroom over there," and she said, "I don't need to go. Thanks." And then they had a long thing about like, Those "Would you? People. Would you like to have to go eat in the bathroom?" And. <laughs> It would just it You're just, like, well, I don't know, but I think that we could still, thing. you know, be decent. Public decency, guys. Public decency. <laughs> in your nursing and in your decor. That okay, was the so theme. public decency, that's it. What's, <laughs> Love and what's your tip? What's your tip for public decency, guys? <laughs> My tip is not connected to that. My tip is um clear garbage bags once again i'm endorsing yeah, clear garbage this. bags mm-hmm. for moving because mm-hmm. it's on my mind again okay good. if you put everyone's bedding in a clear garbage bag you know what it is if you mm-hmm. put everyone's snow pants in a clear garbage bag you know it's the snow pants and to not open that bag right now because you don't want to you know yep. it's a yep. it's a it's good yeah that's my hot tip it's a good tip. also hire more men to carry your expensive sinks. stone yeah. sinks when necessary yeah. yeah that's a good you've got two yeah what's yours I don't have one. I forgot again. Well, I made up for you. All right. Well, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.